Dino Cazares from the group Fear Factory, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, Medical Doctor, Phantasm Podcast. Again, the legendary Dino from Fear Factory is joining me today, and we're going to be talking about this incredible reindustrialized record and all kinds of other fun stuff, I hope. Reindustrialized, yes. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Perfect title for what we, what we did here, right? It's incredible. Um, yeah, I thought... I felt that, you know, going back and adding, adding the live drums and doing a few other things to the record, uh, we, we reamped the guitars, changed the guitar tone, um, and, you know, we did a few things to the record, and, and, and I think it sounds amazing. Yeah, it's killer, It almost, dude. like, it, it, like, gave new life to the record, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. What was the most fun about revisiting this for you? Probably when we started to mix it again. Okay. You know what I mean, um, okay, we did the live drums. I wasn't sure how it was going to sound. So we did the live drums. It was great. Once we started to mix it, uh, once Greg really started to mix it, it's like, wow, this, it really made this a whole new record. Yeah, it's you incredible. I mean? People people are listening to it with fresh ears. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, you know, the industrialist was killer. Right, but it sounds a little bit more. How's you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Stale. Sure. Compared to what we did now. Oh yeah, this is fresh, man. This is. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, I was blown away. Um, is it? Because you guys have done remix stuff throughout your career. I've always enjoyed it. Um, is it fun to go back to something like this, like a piece of work, like a uh, one of your books on the shelf, if you will, and go back and just reopen it and rediscover it? Yes, for sure, one hundred percent. It's 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 great. I love it. I'm glad that we had the opportunity to do it. I'm glad that the record company was definitely open to the idea of doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And they allowed us to do it. Um, you know, I mean, I would love to do that to Soul of a New Machine. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, our very first album, our very first album. I wouldn't necessarily change. I would, I would maybe you know change the the production on the drums on Soul of a New Machine because there's sometimes where you listen to it and then you know the drums, like the kick drums, will disappear or you don't hear it as loud. Right. You know the technology is so much better nowadays that we can. We could totally redo the album or remix the album without fucking the album up. Yeah. It would be killing. Just, just improving the album. Oh, yeah. Um, Some people do like the rawness of it. And that's one thing that I would I would be afraid to change. 
right? Oh, yeah. But for me, it's more of the mixing of it, like the just, you know, the it, it, for me, it was more the drums that I had the issue with and the guitars. Gotcha. Um, the second disc, uh, you guys have a long career with Mr. Fulber. Uh, what was it like work doing the Fade Away, the Recharger remix with him? what he's doing when it comes to that kind of stuff you know he's like you know one of the to me he's like one of the forefathers of industrial you know next to uh you know al jorgensen from ministry and trent Reznor from nice nails yeah the guys in skate clubby you know um he's one of the one of to me one of the forefathers you know absolutely uh it's killer too um and then uh noise in the machine the remix by Blush Response. What about that one? Yeah, Blush Response is a guy that Reese hooked us up with. He lives in Berlin, Germany, and he, um, you know, if you get a chance, follow him on Instagram because he's got a lot of interesting things. He's always showing his little production things, and he makes pedals and, like, these weird effects pedals. Nice. And, you know, yeah, so he makes these little things that makes all the bleeps and, you know, industrial noise sounds and yeah, he's a really cool dude, and uh, and uh, yeah, so he's uh, Reese hooked us up with him, and you know he comes up with different remixes as well. He also did some stuff on Aggression Continuum. Oh, cool! Yeah, incredible. Uh, and then one of my favorite things here, uh, landfill the pitch shifter cover. Yeah, Th- that was because you know back in '91 or. When I first heard that record, it was called the record was actually called Industrial. Yeah, that pitch shifter record, and it was just like that's the first song, and it's like the the lyrics. First of all, it's heavy as fuck, and then the lyrics, you know, it's hate. I hate you, motherfucker. Drown, bleed, drown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bleed. I hate you, motherfucker. It's like those lyrics, are like the fucking just brutal, straight to the fucking point. It's it's one of my favorite covers you've ever done. It's incredible. Uh, and then Centurion, the Sonic Violence cover. Yes. That is another band that came out in the early 90s that was like, you know, like like a pitch shifter, like a Godflesh type of band. And, um, yeah, that's, that song was killer. And so we decided to do it. You know, it, it has that same similar vibe, you know, to... To, um, you know, Pitch Shifter. You know, these, these are bands that influenced us, you know, from the beginning. You know what I mean? It's really, really. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And you, like, the influence there, obviously. I, Pitch Shifter, I loved. So that was, that's amazing. Did you listen to that record? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. That band's great. Um, let's see. One of my favorites on this, Passing Complexion, Big Black Cover. <laughs> really, do you like Big Black? Dude, Steve Albini, I love him. Yeah, some, a lot of people don't know who that is. I think he's the shit. I mean, like, people know who he is, but they don't really know the music. Oh, Big Black's great. I remember listening to him in high school. That is tattletale to my age, but yeah, they were great. Yeah, if you go back and you actually listen to those songs side by side, they're very, very close. Except obviously it's more, ours is more modern. Right? Right. It's incredible. And, um, 
yeah, like I said, these are bands that influenced us back in the day. And uh, you know, if, if you go if you go further back and you go to obsolete, you know, where evil dwells, that's from a band called uh, Wise Blood, oh. which is Jim Thorwell from Fetus. It's awesome. So those are the early industrial bands that really influenced us back in the day. And um, even on D Manufacture, you had a Head of David cover called Dog Day Sunrise. Yep. Which was incredible. So, yeah, so we were always influenced by those bands and we just, I think, I almost feel like we can get all those cover songs that we did and put them all on one record. That would be awesome. All, all we gotta do is do like one ministry cover and a Nightingale's cover. Yeah. And then that would like complete the whole uh, covers uh, record. <laughs> I'm gonna throw one out there. I don't know if you were a fan or not, but I'm assuming you probably were. I always wanted to hear you guys cover something off God Flesh's Street Cleaner. Yes. Um, I would want to do, like, if I did one, I would want to do stuff that was on the the B-sides of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be killer. A song called Tiny, Tiny Wounds, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Like, a song like that. That would be that would be incredible. Yeah. So that's those songs. There's like two songs at the very end, like the B sides, the very end of the record. There's two songs there where Justin is singing all the way through. There's no heavy vocals, nothing, just singing all the way through. And I think those would be those would be the ones I would want to do. Magical to hear you all do that. It would be incredible. Um, I got to talk to you a little bit about this last time. Uh, how uh, are you working on new stuff yet? Are you working with uh, kicking the yes. tires on some new goodies? Yes, we are kicking. We are working on new stuff. Um, I released an instrumental called "The Roboticist," which is on YouTube. You can go to the Fear Factor YouTube page so you can hear what's to come. Incredible. But there's there's no vocals on it. We're not doing that. Com- not so not coming up. We're doing some vocals, but um, it's going to be a great record. So excited, um, and so excited for you uh, with the band. Um, back to the industrialists. So, w- w- with reindustrialized, um, do you feel like you've given uh, a record? Maybe, maybe did it feel unfinished to you, and now it feels finished, or is it a completely different thing? It felt unfinished because there was no closing song. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, the closing track, um, we we actually wrote the song, but we didn't finish it in time for the record to come out. Right. So we didn't put the closing track on there. Oh, wow. So we actually ended up putting, we actually put, ended up putting the song on the Genesis album as a B-side, as a bonus track. Wow. But... It didn't belong there. It belongs on the industrialist. So now the record feels complete to me. So I have always loved the evolution of the band. I never know what to expect with you guys, but you always know what to expect at the same time. Um, as far as gosh, I don't even know. I. 
this was such a different experience for me listening to it, and I really enjoyed what you did with it. Like it, it, it's it's like taking a classic car and putting a brand new engine and paint on it. Like it was like wow, this is yeah. like, and it, and sonically listening to it on headphones, it's incredible. Um, did you guys mess with the production as far as when with it being remixed? Did you mess with the mixing at all? Did, did everything kind of get a new touch of paint on it, or did you leave some things alone? Or well, when we when we mixed it, we we actually changed the guitar tone. Oh, so nowadays, you know, it's it's uh, we were able to take the DI tracks and we were able to um, run it through a different amp and totally give it a new guitar tone which actually added that certain metallic ness onto the record that I thought was missing it actually made the made the tone a little bit beefier okay um, we were able to do the same thing with the bass guitar and we were able to um, you know enhance that as well and you know just doing that and then you know adding the live drums made a huge difference you know like it, it gave it's exactly what it says in the title, reindustrialized. Absolutely. So, you know, it's a fitting title, um, and um, it just breathes a whole new life into that record. Absolutely, it's so good. Uh, just, I love what you guys did with it. Um, was is this something you'd want to do again? But besides, I mean, I know you talked about Soul of a New Machine, but is there anything else you would ever want to mess, like go back and just revisit like this that you felt was, I don't know? No. I mean, I love your all stuff. Like I said, I'm always surprised when you're like, here this is. It's like, oh, cool. You know? And, uh. No. I mean, besides Soul of a New Machine, no. I wouldn't want to fuck the manufacturer up. Leave it alone. It's amazing. Obviously, it's perfect. It, it's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, maybe maybe Digi Mortal could have a slightly different mix, but I would leave that alone too. Another great record. Just love it. Um, since I've talked to you last year, have you uh, been listening or watching anything cool on TV? Like any cool movies? Anything? Any, I know we were talking about Terminator and stuff last time, obviously, but any, anything fun you've been checking out? Anything inspirational? You know what? Cool. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Um, <clears throat> Netflix seems to be really good at releasing documentaries, so I've been watching all that stuff. Cool. I watched the one, I guess the last thing I watched on Netflix was the one about the, uh, I can never remember his name, the guy that hijacked the plane and then jumped out of it uh, with the money bag and then he disappeared. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? What, why can I not think of his name? I'm always using his name as like a joke. Uh, but yeah, he was in like. Um, you know, but like, what's that? Oh, I was just saying he's the the dude that was in. He was in. Uh, it was Thanksgiving, and he he hijacks the plane back in the seventies, and he takes off, and he he gets to a certain. They land. They get him his money. He gets one parachute, jumps out the back of the plane. They don't know if he lived or the money survived, and they never found him or the money. Um. It's pretty fascinating stuff. I just very it famous. Depends on, it depends on it depends on where he jumped out from. So this was the back of the plane, like they they lowered the ramp no, down. That's, that's that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. I meant where did he jump out? Like where in 
Pacific Northwest somewhere. Not sure. Was it? Was it in? Was it in the? Was it in the land? Was it on land? Was yeah, land, land, land. And no one ever found it. No, and if you go on the guy that I'm talking about, I feel stupid. I can't think of his name right now. But the the guy that I'm talking about, he is still on the FBI's most wanted list. How much money did he get? I think about a hundred thousand. You know, not too much because I guess he that's, didn't want it. That's it. Yeah, but they never found him. It's just weird. It, it's I, I can't. I've got a. I can't think of his name to save my life. But it's a hundred thousand dollars is not enough to really find. I mean, I guess you could, but it's not really enough to make an impact to to find somebody. No, it's just weird though. I just always thought it was scary I as mean, hell. I mean, if the guy had taken, you know, a hundred. I'm sorry, like five million. You could probably follow the money. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just a weird documentary. Uh, they've done a bunch on this guy. Um, and like I said, for whatever reason, drawing a blank on his name. But he did this in like 1970. So. 1970. Okay. Yeah. So I guess 100000 was a lot in 1970. Well, I, was, I think it was almost a weight issue because he jumped with the parachute and the money bag. So you figure if you've got a giant, even bigger money bag, you probably be, I don't know, but. No, because you look at it, it depends how big the guy is, how much does he weigh? I think he was like six foot, pretty slender dude. Not sure. So if he, if he weighed like 150 pounds and the bag weighed another 150 pounds, I'm sorry, the bag weighed another 50 pounds, that's not enough. It's Those weird. Parachutes are designed to carry a lot of weight. It's weird stuff. If you look it up, I think you might. It's just bizarre if you're into documentary stuff because all these people have these theories whether or not he died. Did he work for the CIA? Was he just testing the airlines to see if he could get away with it? I don't, I don't know. It's it's just bizarre, but <laughs> crazy stuff. Dino, thank you for doing this today, man. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Uh, kids, uh, check out anything from Fear Factory, but be sure to check out Reindustrialized from Nuclear Blast Records. It's available now. And, dude, I, I love you to death. I, I'm so happy that you came back on, and I hope you're doing well, and I'm glad the band's still kicking ass, and I, I look forward to seeing you out on the road. Yeah, I'm doing great. Also, uh, go to fearfactory.com because we have a lot of tours coming up. So go to fearfactory.com and click on the tour dates, and you'll see where we'll be playing in your city. So Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for this, dude. I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it.